Trenches. We're joined here with Leo Neal, the GM of Financial Services at Zero. And I walk around ZeroCon, I see payments apps everywhere, I see banking relationships everywhere. What is Financial Services at Zero? Hey David, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being a part of ZeroCon today. If we distill financial services down, then essentially my role is thinking about payments. How do we help small businesses, accountants, bookkeepers kind of navigate them their way through this payments environment right now? and lending. We recently welcomed Waddle, the invoice finance company, to the Zero family, thinking about how do we help small businesses get access to funding and using the data in Zero to help lenders make quicker decisions. Uh, the Waddle acquisition was interesting. I remember at the time when it came out, nobody really knew what it did at a front end. It's more of a back-end system to help banks translate the Zero data into their lending platforms. Is that right? So Waddle is a lending as a service. We um, provide invoice finance um, technology to some of the big banks globally, UK, New Zealand, Australia. And then we also do some small amounts of lending invoice finance directly to customers, especially because we want to keep learning about customers' experiences so that we can make sure that we get out capital when small businesses need it. Uh, unexpectedly, Paul's decided to join this interview and actually do something for this show that we've been running together for five years. Hello, Paul. Uh, hello, how are you? Um, talk us through the role that Waddle plays in. So, obviously, it is financing for customers. Uh, the, the ATO tends to be the biggest financer for most small business. You know, I, I find it really interesting with the Waddle, but it's using the live data in Zero to, to make to give the, the lending, I guess, greater comfort and reduce the risk. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing when we think about Waddle is this question about invoice finance. As a category, invoice finance hasn't always had a great name. I mean, I, I know I, even speaking around here today, some people will tell me they see it as the last resort. But actually, because we have such amazing data in Zero, because we see the invoices that customers issue, we can have comfort in the quality of their invoices and then therefore facilitate the access to capital through that. For many um, businesses, that's just a fantastic source, particularly for small amounts of capital when they might need it to bridge a cash flow gap. I, I, about seven years ago when I was working at NAB in the business bank, we'd have our invoice financing product, our clients, our customers had to fax in their copies of their invoices, as the banker, I needed to approve that invoice as being legitimate. Like, I mean, how would I know? And then within like five days, they'd get some cash. And then if, depending on what the payback rate was, sometimes the customers, they'd have to pay back faster than what they planned, depending on what default rates were starting to do on that. It was ridiculous, it was so inefficient. And then I remember CBA took a ton of market share out of now because they invested in tech. Do you remember that by any chance? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember that? Just I go just totally off topic. Yeah. Welcome to David. David no, just I just remember it. And, and, and I've noticed as invoice financing tech has become better, it's definitely been seen as much more because it actually, as a type of debt to match the cash flow problem of the client, it's actually perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, technology, as it has with so many other things, has really been able to kind of revolutionise it as an asset class. Um, CBA still investing in tech, Waddle's the you know, technology behind CBA Stream. In particular, what it has done for invoice finance has made it relevant to smaller customers. Because of course, the customers faxing in those invoices, they probably had a CFO who was faxing in the invoice. It tended to be larger invoices that were 
you know, applicable. Not just that. The facility was secured by the balance sheets. The, it, there was an individual charge against the debtor and the director's home. It was, it was the most over-securitized lending you probably could have got. Like, completely undoes all the asset protection work you do, Paul. But I don't. <laughs> this is an interview show, mate. We should be interviewing. Oh, you can ask a question now. Ignore him. Tell us about the payment providers. It, clearly, we've seen in the last couple of years an absolute explosion in the number of, of, of payment providers. You know, what's your view on the number of them and, and the, the options out there for accountants and, you know, how, how you're engaging with them to, uh, to integrate? Yeah, thanks. I mean, as uh, somebody who has, like, I've worked with for a long time, says to me, he worked in payments for a long time before it became trendy. And I think that's a really great way of describing where payments is right now. Digitization of payments accelerated through COVID. People, you know, not able to make physical payments. Companies desperately trying to get checks out of circulation. There are phenomenal number of people trying to help small businesses with their payments. You only have to walk around ZeroCon to see how many payment providers there are. The way I think about it in Zero is how do we help customers with cash flow and some of their core challenges around time management? And we know one of the biggest opportunities we have is helping customers collect money faster. So I think about deeply integrating kind of smaller um, numbers of payment providers, but through the Zero invoices. If people attach a pay now button, they get paid twice as fast, but also it really professionalizes businesses. So for many small businesses, it can help them win a quote because they kind of look more professional. How accountants and bookkeepers can help people navigate that payment kind of environment, for me kind of always comes back to what's the customer problem we're trying to solve, and then what's the kind of simplest solution that we can get to solve that. I think that the speed to market is one of the things that's probably the most impressive about that space. Where you look at traditional businesses that had to get an FBOS terminal and trying to go through the enterprise team at one of the banks, you know, to get all of the, the sign off. You know, nowadays you can go online, get a Stripe reader from Officeworks and you can start your, your business that afternoon. So that's really interesting. One of the things I've always sort of found challenging about the, about the financial services industry and the tech industry is the, the interest rates and the, the fees and charges, without talking numbers, like sort of just in, in broad terms, how have you seen the, 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 the trend in interest rates maybe come down with competition? Or, you know, how does the mar how has the mar market sort of regulated itself? Because it, debtor factoring has had a bad, industry, a bad rap, um, payday lenders, you know, the, the sort of there is a, a, a lot of people. I don't lenders list these days. No, totally. But 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 there is a trend where people are now listing. Um, what is it? Uh, market rates rather. It's not an interest rate now. It's a lending fee. But what's your take on how interest rates and their types and their quantums has evolved with the competition? Great question. Thanks very much, Paul. That's a, that's a great question, Paul. And it's a pretty complex question. Yeah. 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 I think the, the, what I have seen is that as technology has got better, as the ability to make a loan has got lower cost, as we've had more entrance into the market, it has created a more competitive interest rate environment. It has also created some complexity around fees versus interest rates versus the loan types. I genuinely think that is, and we've got a conversation here this afternoon at, it is where accountants and bookkeepers can play a real role with customers. 
it doesn't necessarily mean about having to give advice on the exact product, but it is about being really clear on what that product might cost you if you are slower or not repaying it on time. And that's one of the things I think it is really important to think about is interest and fees and the collective impact of having that loan. What work does Zero do on the on the transparency of fees? I'm a big one for um, average rate of interest. No, what do you, it's not average. It's um, effective. Effective. Thank you. Effective rate of interest. You know, and a lot of lenders in the past, not connected to Zero in, in any way, just other, have sort of said, "Oh, well, there's so many different options. We can't calculate." I'm like, "No, no, no. You can you calculate." As soon as they say you, that, walk you away. walk away because yeah. you know the numbers too high. Yeah. What What's your view on on transparency of interest rates? Number one. And what work, you know, is zero? What to what point does that factor into the discussion when zero talks to these providers? So we, I mean, transparency is obviously, really, I think, critical. Like, I'm, and I'm, I say obviously, for me, I think it is really important. When we think about working with lenders, the thing that we want to help them do is help them make better decisions about and quicker decisions, ideally, for a small business, because we do see small businesses trading off potentially a more expensive loan that they can get a quicker result on versus, you know, maybe the cheaper loan, but it's taking a really long time. That's a, that's something that we can really help with. So we work with lenders all over the world where a customer is happy for their data to be shared, to share the data and help them make a quicker decision. We don't give um, like a recommendation on which loan a customer could take because we're not in that, you know, but we do know that helping lenders make quicker decisions can help customers give them more choice. Which, a bit of a parochial question, which geography is the leading the way in financial services? Go on, what are you, who's who's at the forefront of the of the geographies that Zero plays in? Uh, so I think it, it varies in what we mean by financial services. When we think about like the um, number of lenders, the range of products available in a digital market, I would say that we see a lot in the UK. I mean, I think the last, when I was, I was in the UK a couple of weeks ago, there's over 320 lenders over there. I think that market's probably got some way to rationalize because it's pretty confusing when you're trying to operate in it. Interestingly, like in terms of digitization of payments, Australia is pretty advanced in many ways. Yes, correct answer. <laughs> I've got a theory on that, which is like, 33% of the ASX 100 of financial services. So we have like legitimate global talent coming out of financial services and needing to do something with their knowledge. So it kind of makes sense that we end up with fintechs that are adopted by banks because they've got the relationships and trust back in that all just, you know, the zero ends up enabling it for the accounting channel. I remember we did a show years ago when this box D reporting came in about interest rate transparency. And it was like this one pager and it kind of didn't matter what they called their nonsense fees. It, it sort of like tried to rationalise. And I think it came in too. Like it, it actually got... Like, did I, that ever come in? Did that ever come in? I, I think it did because the RBA talks about it now. But I reckon the pandemic undid it all. Because there's just... Cow, like, cow, like there's payday, payday lenders list now. I know this isn't for you to comment on, Lee, but payday lenders list and then tank because it's a, a horrible business. But I'm not sure that actually did anything. Yeah, I don't know. Is is there a legal requirement for lenders to list a, an effective rate? I, I, that's a question without notice because you're not you're not running a lender. But do you know that you know? There of? are legal requirements on what um, lenders need to show about interest rates. I think the this is this question about interest rates versus fees versus the way that it's shown. But of course, regulators are out there to help customers understand the impact of taking a loan. I think I think there's nothing more than it, it for me. It is like having the um, number of grams of sugar 
Like if you pick up a chocolate bar, you go the number is higher than you know, a box of oats. It's like I get it. Like and I, but I can rationally make the decision. I sort of feel the same with interest rates. Enough of that dry stuff. Last question: uh, What's your take on ZeroCon AU? Uh, it, 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 what's your take as you walk around? Uh, well, I, I, if I was going to go to like why come to ZeroCon, what's special about it? It is absolutely being in this room with this community of people however we want to describe it who genuinely have like such a shared care about customers running businesses and I think that is just such a motivating place to be I've had so many conversations this morning with accountants bookkeepers our app partners talking about how they're helping small business in Australia and for me that feels really purposeful and like a really fun place to spend a morning it's pretty good let's go have some fun all right Leo O'Neill thank you so much for joining us Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day, week, zero quad, everyone. Thanks very much. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter, at Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the trenches.